Welcome back to Happy Chemicals. My name is Christian Rivera, and today I want to talk about hormones and acceptance. What I mean is uh, this this episode is really more of a quick redirection for you to go check out the work of Helen Fisher. She has done a ton of work with Match.com to create a website, a, a companion website called Chemistry.com using millions of surveys and more recently doing brain scan work to connect hormonal responses to not only compatibility, but I think it's something that helps, has helped facilitate Dr. Dario Nardi's relationship to developing what are called the four personality subtypes. So two things to check out. Uh, Dr. Helen Fisher's work, she's got a couple talks on YouTube. There's an eight minute one that basically goes through the entire structure of mapping these four main chemicals, dopamine, serotonin, testosterone, and estrogen slash oxytocin. And uh, Dr. Dario Nardi on Personality Hacker's recent podcast episodes, which I helped them edit, those episodes cover how he's connected her material to his brain scan work to create these four personality subtypes. And through that episode, he explains what the subtypes mean. It's not necessarily a static type but more through like seasons of life and especially as we're doing different um, uh, career endeavors or learning different skills or in different environments and different cultures, different contexts, we may lean on one subtype for a while and then switch after a few years. But primarily we, we rest into one subtype. I'm the creative subtype, uh, particularly because I have more of a looser relationship, a more holistic relationship with introverted thinking, and more of an analytic relationship with extroverted intuition. I'm very confident in the patterns that I see and the connections I make and expressing them and sharing them. But with my introverted thinking, I hold multiple frameworks. I'm a little bit more looser with uh, accepting and being open to new ideas and new, uh, new lines of thought. And, you know, there's balance, right? There's other ways of um, bringing that in uh, to make sure that there are things that I really stand up for with my introverted thinking and be more analytic around and that there are things that with my extroverted intuition that I'm more relaxed around and taking in more novelty instead of trying to create more novelty or trying to create patterns. So go check out Dr. Dario Nardi's episode with Personality Hacker on YouTube or on the any, you know, any podcast feed. And then also check out Dr. Helen Fisher's work. There's again, like an eight minute Ted talk. That's really valuable. goes through uh, her work and connections to those hormones. Now for me and my story here, it's a valuable connection to me because I've spent a lot of, first of all, this podcast was called dopamine for a long time. And there's a reason for it because I relate to the dopamine type, uh, with Dr. Helen Fisher's work. She identifies that people tend to gravitate towards the usage or the excitement that comes from the usage of, you know, these four chemicals, uh, in a more predominant way than the others. So I go towards more dominant, uh, more dopamine hits, which is the equivalent to the creative subtype for, uh, the Myers-Briggs personality subtypes that Dario talks about. Then there's the, uh, oxytocin or the harmonizing type. Uh, I believe Molly, my wife, falls into that, and I had talked to her yesterday, and she said that that fits her much more naturally. Then there's also testosterone, which can be in men or women, because uh, it comes from the adrenal glands, not just the gonads, um, and uh, that fits the dominant subtype. 
And then there is the serotonin type, which also equates to the normalizing subtype. And so you've got these four flavors of ways that people operate um, and what drives them in a sense. And for me, it's been this interesting process of having gone through a lot of my life, actually realizing now that I've been judging myself for this impulse. And it may be because I'm an Enneagram one that I'm judging myself for this impulse in the desire to have more fun, to go experience more things, to have a lot of creative ideas and create a lot of projects and all of that stuff, right? It's it's somewhat some of the challenges that some INTPs have conveyed to me, this idea of like, I can't focus. I want to do a bunch of things all the time. I want to be much more prolific. I want to make a bunch of stuff. I want to start a bunch of projects. I have ideas, ideas, ideas. And I think it's totally valid to do that. And I think I'm validating that for myself and sharing that validation with you in, in an essence of accepting this very real part of me. Now, there are aspects of it that I've talked about that have been unhealthy in my past, that I'm passing the addiction torch to specific things. Because what happens with addiction, like dopamine as the chemical, dopamine activates and basically says, whatever you just did, do that again, right? And so addiction happens because dopamine is actually searching for, or like what, what is a healthy use of dopamine is diversifying it, right? The reason that the chemical becomes diluted is because you're trying to do the same thing over and over again to get the chemical hit. So what happens is you want the thing more, but you get the the satisfaction less. You like it less, right? So for me, that's translated into I've had alcohol problems in the past. Uh, I've had all, all sorts of relationship issues because of emotional uh, highs of the emotional tension of connections with people or, or getting people to like me or be interested in me. And the drama that kind of comes with that, some of it has been sex addiction, specifically masturbation addiction when I was younger, uh, throughout my life, I should say, but triggered when I was younger, that has some clinical uh, connections to using that as an escape, because uh, that is when that aspect does get unhealthy. But that to me is a distinction I'm making to where the drive for dopamine and that are kind of two separate things. So I'm working on that separately, but then I'm also accepting that there is very much a creative drive in me to, to make things all the time, to diversify, to, you know, I'm, I'm working on a book. I have this podcast. I'm working with Personality Hacker. I have a bunch of illustrations. I have an art studio. I do photography. I do video. I have a lot of things going on. And I'm finding, or at least I'm experimenting with, the healthier version of that being about the diversifying and varying of those creative endeavors to not necessarily keep the high up, but to um, not over rely on one thing for that hit. And then also not over relying on the one chemical, right? So getting serotonin by eating well and exercising, that's something I'm still working on and needing some, uh, some focus on, right? Uh, serotonin in terms of Helen Fisher's uh, description, and also Dario's in a sense, is, is is a bit about community and, again, normalizing and trying to fit in somewhere or trying to um, uh, kind of bringing the energy down, feeling like you belong somewhere, sort of the belonging chemical in a sense. There's like, I'm safe amongst 
my people or a group of people. And so I'm getting some of that with my art studio group, some people in the community I'm starting to connect with and finding out who my people really are, honestly, um, and not just fans on the internet. And I know some of you have been really loyal listeners of me, and I really appreciate that. And in a sense, it is that connection to loyalty that comes from that. If you tend to lean towards like really strongly relating to someone needing to be loyal to you, then there might be that serotonin connection to that. And so I'm accepting that that's a part that could use some some growth in me is the serotonin connection of um, not only self-preservation needs, but some social needs as well. Social connection, social bonds, and um, feeling a sense of safety and reliability within that sense of community. So I think Molly does a great job with this too. She's really good at harmonizing and therefore also fitting into a certain community. And, um, you know, there's the other aspects. There's the estrogen slash oxytocin, which fits into the harmonizing. And that's people relating one-on-one in connections and really um, bonding in a way that is um, uh, supporting people, right? And as an INTP, that's something that I've kind of done and I've gotten better at, especially being surrounded by Molly, who I think she leads with this. I think that's really been something that has taken over. I mean, even in my rotund, more physical shape as I'm getting older, I feel like there's just less testosterone in my surroundings. (laughs) So uh, testosterone being the dominant subtype and testosterone being, you know, adrenaline, movement, uh, aggressiveness, assertiveness, focused, you know, energetic. And that's something I want to implement a little bit more in my life as well. So when I'm talking about the variety of dopamine, it's also about variety in chemical needs and balance in that sense. Because if I'm just over-relying on dopamine, even if it's a variation of dopamine that keeps that train moving and allows me to be motivated and and uh, getting rewards and creating new things, um, there's still the other chemicals that need attention and need balance, right? So I feel like right now I haven't been giving as much room or attention to testosterone. And I have that within me. Uh, in in uh, I have a relationship to masculinity. And I think women are finding a relationship to masculinity in this modern world, their own version of it. And when I say masculinity, I don't mean male. I don't mean the inner male of a woman. Uh, but and, and if you're trying to bring in the estrogen or oxyto- oxytocin, oxytocin is like the love chemical, right? It's bonding. It's physical touch. If you're trying to bring that in as a male, it doesn't mean your inner female or, or you're, you know, getting uh, attached to your female side. It's femininity. It's feminine energy or masculine energy. And I think I've spent a lot of time needing to get in touch with my feminine aspect. But I think there's greater balance that needs to happen now too in me kind of working on my physical strength and working on uh, moving my body more and working on my heart health and eating better and stuff like that, right? And being assertive and putting myself out there and going for what I want. There's a motivational quality to the testosterone dominant subtype. So in Dario Nardi's subtypes, there's the analytic and holistic functions and analytic functions or analytic or holistic use of a function, I should say. It's not a set thing, but it's more of a preference that starts to occur again over like 
depending on your circumstance. And Dario suggests that with his brain scans, he's seen brains change over maybe a two-year period of doing the same thing, right? So he's suggested in the past, like, if you're going to a new place to uh, to be there for at least two years to allow your brain to adjust and see if you really like it or not, right? And not sell yourself short by going there for too short of a time. And and also in a way that if you're being brainwashed slowly, it's going to take two years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's really messed with a lot of brains over the course of the pandemic uh, because that was really like primarily like the brunt of it was a two-year span. And it really changed a lot of us into working from home more, um, being a little more disconnected and, um, you know, perhaps leaning on our introverted space a little bit more. So that's kind of an interesting, interesting connection, I think there, but the idea here is that if you're identifying, you know, if you're leaning a little bit more into the analytic or holistic functions, and also if you want more detail on that, he's got a lot of great resources and free PDFs at his website at radiancehouse.com, uh, radiance with an A R A D I A N C E house.com. Uh, and he's starting to do more stuff on YouTube because I think he's coming out with a new book and talking about it more. Um, but Dr. Dario Nardi has been doing great work around this and the analytic and holistic functions are in a way yin and yang. It's, uh, direct for, for, uh, analytic, it's direct, it's focused, it's outward for the yang of the holistic. It's more receptive, diffuse, widespread um, relaxed usage, right? And each function can have either version of that. And I do think, as I mentioned in the last podcast, that there is a, uh, give and take aspect of this. There's a tension and release aspect. So even if you're leaning dominant on one, you still need the other for kind of balance and recharge of the usage of that function. So me being a creative subtype, I am, holistic in my dominant judging function, which is introverted thinking and analytic in my perceiving function of extroverted intuition. And I already talked about what that means, but if you're the, um, normalizing type, it's the opposite. Your judging function is going to be more holistic meaning, uh, or wait, no, I, yeah, uh, wait, I messed up. <laughs> your judging function is going to be more analytic more direct outward focused and your decision, your, your, ugh. all right, I'm going to reset that for a second. If you're normalizing or, uh, serotonin focused, then your dominant, not dominant, but your, your main judging function, even if it's your dominant or secondary function is going to be more, um, analytic and your secondary function, damn it, I think I messed it up again, didn't I? Anyway, I it's confusing. It's hard. <laughs> I would go watch, actually, I'm not going to try to explain it, actually. And I'm not going to record, I'm not going to edit this part. What I think you should do is go watch the Dr. Helen Fisher thing, and then go watch Dr. Dario Nardi. I need to let the experts speak more, because <laughs> they're much better at this. But I know that I'm the creative subtype. And if you can figure out what your subtype is, maybe I'll see if I can get Dario on. Um, or if you go listen to the personality hacker podcast, come back to this episode. I'd love to hear in the comments, what, what subtype you identify with, uh, then that would be fantastic. So, um, yeah, I was right. The dominant judging function being analytic 
is for normalizing, and the secondary, or I should say your uh, perceiving function being being holistic is what makes you normalizing. And then if you're both dominant and secondary holistic, that's harmonizing. And if you're dominant and secondary analytic, that's dominant. Yes. Okay. So great. I feel, I feel good about that. It might be confusing to you. Leave a comment. If you're confused, I can fix that. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, guide you in the direction that you think. And even so it's hard because I think, um, if you're, I think it's helpful if you're just thinking about like, do I use dominant holistic function or analytic function? I find that it gets confusing. I think actually going towards the hormone aspect of like, am I driven by dopamine? Am I driven by risk-taking and excitement, uh, creativity, a high energy? Am I driven by normalizing? Am I driven by serotonin? Am I driven by community, needing a sense of connection, needing to feel safe amongst my people, to fit into my people, right? And even as an INTP, that exists. Yes, it does exist. Uh, or am I more oxytocin? Do I, do I appreciate one-on-one -on -one connection and physical touch? Like there are INTPs who are therapists who like to work with people one-on-one -on -one and help them create clarity in their thinking or, or, you know, bonding with your partner and stuff like that. Or are you dominant? Are you very assertive? Are you, uh, you know, business type? Are you expressive? Are you athletic or are you driven in a physical sense? You know, there are INTPs that are like that too. So, you know, I think there, if you're thinking more about the hormone, I think that might be a more direct route to figuring out what your subtype is more than trying to figure out the analytic and holistic stuff. But that stuff's interesting too. And I would go listen to Dario for that stuff. So to kind of wrap this up, um, the idea being is that understanding for me, the hormone connection is sort of just a, oh, okay. That's just the truth, right? There's nothing broken about me in terms of, especially as a dopamine driver and my relationship to being an Enneagram one and being self-judgmental over time about that dopamine drive of wanting hits of excitement and pleasure. Cause my Enneagram oneness is like pleasure, bad. Like you're just, you're just control yourself. Right. <laughs> but, um, I'm learning to have more fun. I'm learning to be more expressive. I'm learning to, um, to be more playful, to do more things that this is just like much more natural. And I just love being like excited and fun and playful. So, uh, accepting this, is really a big win and is really creating uh, seeds for what the next chapter of my life is and allowing me to restart this podcast because like, I'm like, okay, I've got ideas. Let me just create something. Let me do it. Um, as, as simply as I can, I've literally got my phone on a stand in my closet, not doing anything complicated, just doing the thing and allowing myself more opportunity to create more. Um, but the big thing is just trying to stave off addiction. I think any hormone can find its own version of addiction, you know, maybe being too, uh, inculcated in your community for serotonin, for example, example, and not experiencing others, uh, maybe being overly domineering and, uh, not allowing for others to get a word in or an action in, or, um, being overly harmonizing and caring too much about what your friends think and don't exactly bring your own truth to a situation 
or, you know, maybe not even being willing to go talk to other people who are not people you already harmonize with, uh, if that makes sense. So I think that about covers what I really wanted to talk about. Again, it's about acceptance and just like, this is a truth for me. This is a part of my experience. And I think it fits, especially with uh, balancing mental health wise, the not only accepting the truth of your experience, but the truth of how you can balance other aspects of your experience. And that sometimes what I've basically identified as hypomania in the past is just an aspect of this dopamine desire and allowing for that dopamine dopamine desire to start to come out and play and, and, and be let out, out of the cage. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about what your experience is. If there's anything in this you have resonated with, is there a subtype that's sticking out to you or a hormone that's sticking out to you as a part of your experience? And I think it really helps too, since I primarily talk to INTPs to see that there are other INTPs. So I'd love to know, I'd love for this episode to be the thread where a bunch of INTPs are sharing their different experiences of what their hormonal relationships are and seeing that there is a variety even within an INTP, but at the same time, seeing how you are still an INTP, right? And um, we can probably cover a little bit more of that as we go along, but questions, leave your subtype below, and I'd love to hear more about your experience. So thank you for listening. My name is Christian Rivera. I have courses for INTPs at happychemicals.org. I just put my ebook on the website as well on the top menu item. It's for free. It's called uh, Common Questions and Uncommon Answers, Volume 1. It is free. You can check it out. You can also uh, subscribe to my Substack at letsgocnote.substack.com if you want to leave a donation. Um, but I would rather that if you're looking for self-investment, that you invest in a course for yourself because you will get stuff out of it. I've got things on um, energetic empowerment, relationships, productivity, and you know, really just being your best INTP self. So uh, I think that's it. So I appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And I'll catch you next time on Happy Chemicals. See ya.